I guess it's early voting is the reason he's calling us. Early voting begins this weekend. Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Florida, uh, Lieutenant Governor Cantera, joins us now live today on WNDB. Mr. Lieutenant Governor, sorry about that. Thank you for being with us. We, we were hoping, but I never got a call back, so I didn't know we were doing this. So welcome back. It's good to talk with you again, sir. Hey, Mark. It's good to catch up with you as well. Hey, I got to ask you, I, I know where you're gonna, what you, almost what you're going to say, but what were your thoughts last night on the governor's performance? Well, I mean, I usually go by what my wife tells me, <laughs> and she said that it was the best performance the governor's given. He, was, he laid out very clear uh, things that he has done over the last four years, and that, you know, Charlie really didn't do, do a good job, and uh, I don't know, he kind of seemed off his game. Maybe it's because he, uh, he didn't have his security blanket with him. Okay, yeah, no fan. They asked him, and he, I guess he was comfortable. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Carlos Lopez Cantera is no stranger to our radio program. Uh, we've met a few times up in Tallahassee. It, it, it brings a unique perspective from his years serving in the legislature, born in Madrid, Spain, and uh, looks to fill an important role. And I, I guess what I wanted to know from you is with early voting coming up, your name, you've been traveling the state, getting votes for the, trying to get votes for the ticket. But I got to ask you, has the governor given you any new assignments that your predecessor may or may not have had? Uh, as far as the, what, during the legislative session? Or the the, the duties of the lieutenant governor. For example, Space Florida used to be Jennifer Carroll's bailiwick. But I didn't mm -hmm. know whether that fell to you, yes or no. I, I have not participated in Space Florida. I got uh, on a job in early February. The legislative session was just uh, about to kick off and I spent uh, all my time working on the agenda of the administration which was the $500 million in tax cuts, cutting the cost of a Florida prepaid college plan in half, making sure that 18,000 families got the refund checks they got a week or two ago totaling $200 million. So I was focused on results and getting things done and that's, that's what we did and we had a very successful year and uh, actually I take that back, Floridians had a very successful year because they got a lot of money back in their pockets. A couple of days ago, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, uh, a South Florida newspaper ran a story that I wanted to ask you about. Um, they claimed that your family benefited from your campaign. The, the, your relatives yeah, hey, profited from you know, your statehouse campaign. Can you explain they that? Must be, uh, they must be scraping the bottom of the barrel on stories, ideas, because that was a story saying that I did everything by the book and complied with the law. I mean, you know, that's one of the things that I dislike about politics today is all the, the, the gotcha journalism that isn't even a gotcha because nothing even happened. It was, it was looked at. Everything was given a clean bill of health. Everything was on the up and up. So I don't even understand why it was even a story. But, hey, you know, this is politics. Is it that your, um, your sister and her husband got into the electioneering business? Is that what all this is about? Well, I, you've read the story, so I think you know what it's about. Okay. Um, is there anything unusual about this? I just don't understand why this is news. That's exactly what my same question. I mean, the story was basically said that I did everything by the book, so I, I don't understand why it's news either. Yeah, I mean, you didn't help them get this job or anything like that, right? They did this on their own? Do you want to talk about something relevant? Mark? Well, I just want to. I just want to find out: Is there anything that we need to know? Because people are going to elect you and the governor reelect you. Is there anything we need to know about this story? No, absolutely not. Like I said, the story said that I did everything by the book. 
Okay. All right, let me move on to this. The significance of the early voting on Saturday, given the, the mood of the voters, and they're, they're really not happy with, unfortunately, your boss or, or the challenger because it's gotten so nasty. Are you expecting turnout to be heavy or light? Well, we're hoping that it's heavy because we want everybody to go out and vote. We want everybody to take advantage of their unique right to go and vote. That's one of the greatest things about our country is our ability to select our leaders and make the decision for ourselves. My family came from a country where you can't have interviews like we're doing now. You can't talk about issues. You can't vote for your leaders. They basically put a gun to your head and tell you who your leader's going to be. So that's something very unique and special about our country. And anytime I get the opportunity to remind people to go on and vote, I do so. Obviously, I would uh, ask that people vote for the governor and myself based on our accomplishments and the record of turning the state's economy around, 651,000 jobs, 40 tax cuts, $500 million in tax cuts this year alone, record level of funding education, higher education, infrastructure. The state is on a roll. It has turned around in less than four years, and that's thanks to the leadership of Governor Scott, which is exactly what he said he was going to do in 2010. So very proud of, of the ticket that I'm on and the accomplishments of this ticket. Well, we wish you uh, the best. Have, are you planning to vote Saturday, or are you going to wait till another time? When, or will you vote on Election Day? When will you personally vote and your family? I voted on Monday. Uh, Marco Rubio did an event with us on Monday here in Miami-Dade County, and he and I, as soon as the event was over, walked over to the early voting location and cast our ballot. Very good. Is this it, – it, it, finally, do you believe that the, the center issue of this campaign for your team and your opponent's team is going to be job creation in the state of Florida? When you separate all the malarkey that's out there – is it down to whether people are satisfied with the accomplishments of this ticket in creating jobs or not? I think jobs is, is the number one issue. I mean, every public opinion poll that's out there says that jobs in the economy are the number one issue. It's the singular issue that Rick Scott ran on, jobs in the economy. And the numbers don't lie. Results matter. Look at the numbers. We went from the second worst unemployment in the country to mm -hmm. now having the second largest drop in unemployment in the country. That stuff doesn't happen by accident. We've, yeah. we've gone below the average, the national average in unemployment several months. Several months this year, we've added more jobs than any other state in the country. So accomplishments are what we're running on, and, and we're proud of the accomplishments. Before you go, i got to ask you, I heard that the city sure. of Miami's uh, city council voted in favor of a resolution to introduce I guess, discussion for a bill to separate Florida into two pieces, North and South Florida. I got to ask you, is anything like this ever going to have here the light of, or see the light of day? <laughs> you know, I did, I haven't seen the story. I think I saw a headline about it or a tweet or something. Uh, you know, you got to look at the reality. The, the logistics of doing that, is, you know, makes it an impossibility. It's not something that we should be focusing on or even talking about because it's not even uh, a, a realistic uh, thing to talk about or pursue. The state of Florida is one of the greatest, if not the greatest state in the country. It's the greatest melting pot in the country, maybe even in the world, and we're on a roll here. So talk of splitting the state in half, I mean, it's been talked about for many years. When I was in Tallahassee as a legislator, I remember a lot of folks would complain about the location of the Capitol and say it should be moved to, to central Florida. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's very easy to say something uh, but when you drill down and actually look at what the costs and the logistical issues of actually doing something like that, it, 
it doesn't make any sense. That's kind of what so, I thought, but apparently there's some people down there that are elected to say they're not getting good return on their dollar, and they think that they're better off using their own money to do what they have to do in South Florida. And I think part of it may have to do with this rising concern about Miami going underwater, at least part of it. I have my colleague from Embry-Riddle in studio with me, Dr. Lou McNally, and that's one of the things we've been talking about. It got introduced in the debate. Do you have an opinion on this? Is this going to be a priority for your next term, discussing what South Florida is going to do about rising sea levels? Well, we've already done it. It's not about what we're going to do. It's what we've already done. There's hundreds of millions of dollars that are being spent on water and water quality issues in South Florida. So, I mean, the other side especially loves to talk about this, but we've already taken action. We've put millions and millions into beach renourishment, drainage projects. So at the end of the day, this translates into a, a water issue, and we're, we're investing in infrastructure, which is taking care of dealing with these water issues. Well, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, apparently that hasn't been heard by the City Council of Miami because they called Bill Nelson down, and they had Senator Nelson there for a whole day this spring because they're still concerned they're going to slip into the uh, Caribbean. Yeah, well, you know, they, they, that's their prerogative. Maybe they should uh, look into the state budget and line by line and see where the dollars are actually being spent because we're actually doing stuff. So you're telling me that the, the state legislature is providing enough money to curb those fears of downtown Miami having rising floodwaters come into their city? I'm not saying that the, the curb fears. I'm saying we have allocated resources for water projects and drainage projects to deal with water issues, and we're going to continue to do that. Nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens uh, quickly, unfortunately, but we're investing the dollars into things that make a difference. Um, are you supporting Amendment 1, which will buy up land to protect sensitive water issues for the state of Florida? Well, Amendment 1 is uh, its something that the voters are going to be um, deciding themselves. Uh, I'm asking you if you voters, support it. Do I support it? Yes, sir. I'm more concerned with what, happened, what the voters decide. Whatever they decide is whatever I'm going to do. Okay, Lieutenant Governor, always great talking with Lieutenant Governor Carlos uh, Cantera joining us live today on WNDB. And uh, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, good luck on November 4th. Thank you for joining us today on WNDB. Thanks, Mark. Have a great afternoon. You too. Bye-bye, sir.